0: Welcome to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you will catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. Also, check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great articles, videos, podcasts, whatever it is doing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Appreciate everybody listening in. Going to have some fun today on the podcast, of course. And Arkansas taking on San Jose State coming up this Saturday. We're going to get into that as well. Some other things going on with the basketball side of things uh, with Eric Musselman and some of the great things that are going on there. Uh, But, you know, I I tried to figure out where I wanted to start with today's podcast because I feel like fans are talking about two different things, both just as equally exciting, I guess. But uh, both of them of course, uh, different sports. So I'll start with the football side of things and look at Arkansas and their upcoming game against San Jose State. Listen, folks, this is not a team in San Jose State that should be a formidable opponent against Arkansas. This is not a team that should really cause some issues for Arkansas and make them to where they're struggling to make close out the game in the fourth quarter. not trying to overlook them or anything like that, but I'm just telling you like it is. And – you know, when when I've been looking at this game and I look at what's the next step for Arkansas, specifically on offense from what they saw against Colorado State, I think that there are a few steps that they can take. One of those being to have back-to-back games where running the ball and passing the ball are both effective because balancing an offense is what every coach will say in their opening press conference when they're hired. We want to run the ball, and we want to pass the ball. We want to run the ball when we have to. We want to pass the ball if we have to. Yada, yada, yada. It's the same thing every time. And coaches that want that is one thing. Coaches that actually do that is quite something else. And now Arkansas has found themselves in a situation to where when it just comes strictly to the skill position guys, they have guys like Nick Starkle, Trey Knox, Traylon Burks. Cheyenne O'Grady, thrown in the mix of Michael Woods, maybe uh, you know another tight end and Grayson Gunter and Chase Harrell if they can actually catch the ball, maybe Davion Warren and the other wide receivers. You know they have weapons around them in, in the passing game, and now that it looks like you have a quarterback that's able to get them the ball effectively, and they can catch the ball effectively, and be making some big time plays that's the type of thing that's going to make Razorback fans excited but also it's what's going to make this offense the most productive because let's be honest folks Arkansas has not really been good at any phase of the offense the past two seasons I mean they really haven't and now it looks like they have at least a threat of both and with the offensive line improving the way it has and hopefully, knocking on wood, that everybody decides to stay healthy for all these matchups and all these games, especially getting an SEC play. You know, that's where, really, Arkansas is going to be able to have the most effectiveness offensively. It's not just the fact that they have the players to do it, but it's the fact that they have the threat to do it. And sometimes that means a lot more than anything when you're going up against quality defenses, especially in the SEC. And so... When they take taking that next step, I want to see them put another game like that together where both sides are effective, of course, but the passing game and the rushing attack both have balance, have nice plays, have effectiveness, and you're opening up holes on the offensive line and giving Nick Starkle plenty of protection. Those small little things right there is what's going to be the difference of making this team offensively into that real next phase of SEC play. Because I'm not going to predict that Arkansas is going to beat Texas A&M. Even if Arkansas won this game against San Jose State 50 to nothing, I'm still probably not going to predict Arkansas to beat Texas A&M. But but offensively, can they hold up against A&M? I think so. Defensively can they? I think so too. They can be competitive. But how will they react to a good win? That's what San Jose State's going to show us. Can they put back-to-back performances together, solid offensive performances together, in order to take that next step? Or are they going to revert back into the old hogs? Are they going to have a big letdown after the victory? Can't have that. It's about attitude. It's about excitement, and it's about your confidence in yourself and in your team around you and in your coaches. Will this team have a ton of confidence coming off of a victory against Colorado State that meant a lot. Hopefully so. There's no reason to feel yourself, Razorback players. There's no reason to feel like you've got it going on. You beat Colorado State. And after this game against San Jose State, if you win and you look good doing it, still really no reason to be feeling yourself. But if you can feel yourself against Colorado State and San Jose State and then Texas A&M and really hold that confidence and keep that confidence going and rolling in the right direction yeah that's where the money's made folks that's when the excitement comes into play and that is where it all ends up being very very exciting for Razorback fans but they have a big game they got to take care of business against San Jose State but take that next step be consistent have that confidence and that swagger that everybody's been wanting so much. Because if you have the confidence and swagger, the fans are going to have the confidence and swagger, and you will have a fantastic showing at Texas and, or I guess at Arlington against Texas A and M. So if you do all that, you're going to be in great shape, Razorbacks. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Uh, you know, basketball doesn't get a lot of talk right now because it's not basketball season. But it's just amazing to me how Eric Musselman is just doing it, man. he I don't think I've ever been more excited about a coach who has not coached a single game than I am Eric Musselman. Now, somebody brought up, because when I said this on my radio show, uh, somebody said, "Well, you were you were probably that way with Bielma too, because Bielma, he was doing a lot of cool things. He was he was talking a little trash to everybody. He he was getting people fired up, and he was being confident and overconfident a little bit at SEC media days when he's talking about pick us last and watch what happens. Okay, yeah, he was doing that, but that that didn't do anything for me. That's not the type of thing that gets me excited if I'm a fan. Talking is one thing, doing is another." And what I'm seeing right now from Eric Musselman in the basketball program is he is making fantastic coaching hires, getting guys that have NBA experience, guys that will be able to help recruit and recruit big. He is setting up official visits for some of these big-time recruits. And when I mean big-time, I'm not talking about a kid that has a couple scholarship offers to DePaul and St. John's. I'm talking about guys who have Kansas offers, talking about Kentucky offers, Duke, North Carolina, big time offers. Eric Musselman's getting in their living rooms, not only being able to chance to get a chance to talk to him, but getting official visits. Kyrie Walker's going to be visiting. He's a four star. Moses Moody, a five star. He's going to be visiting. He's, I believe that one's during the Auburn game for Razorback football. And you got a few other prospects that are big time prospects that are visiting officially. Now that's not a commitment. We know that. But the fact that you're getting your foot in the door and that Eric Musselman's actually at least getting these kids to come and visit and check out the campus, that's big time. And that's something that I feel like is going to make the brand of Arkansas basketball better. When you have a coach that is able to be in the mix for some of these guys, we're big-time recruiting outlets, whether it's Rivals or Scout or 247, whatever it is, They tweet out, okay, this five-star player has drawn entrance from this, this, and this, and they will be taking official visits to this school, that school, and that school. When Arkansas is constantly in the mix of those tweets and those announcements saying this big-time player is looking at North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, and Arkansas, Arkansas. I mean, everyone sees that it was like, wow, Arkansas man, they're to be in the list with those same big time blue blood programs? Absolutely. Oh yeah. They must be really serious about it. They must really have something going on. It's the small little things, the small details that make the difference. And Eric Musselman has rejuvenated the basketball program. He's got fans excited, he's got us in the media excited. He's got, I think, Hunter Jurecek excited. He's got everybody excited, and rightfully so. And he hasn't even coached a game. Not a game. He doesn't have one single commit for 2020. Hasn't even gotten one yet. But he just has an it factor an it factor where everywhere he's been, he's been able to be successful. He gets basketball, he gets college basketball, especially. And he understands how important it is to brand, to promote, to look like you are the best and coolest school to go to. That's important. It may not be important to you. It may not be important to me because all we care about is winning and that is fine. But Eric Musselman understands that in order to get the wins, you got to get the kids. In order to get the kids, you got to make it to where your school is the place to be. Nowhere else. And the way he's doing it and the way he's going about it and recruiting especially, he is going to have this thing going and going quick, fast, and in a hurry. I've talked to people, man. I've talked to people that I trust. I've talked to people that know basketball and they know coaching and they know what it takes to win at Arkansas. And I'm telling you right now, every one of them, are they are blown away by Eric Musselman. And they are telling me that better get on board now because this thing is going to take off. And Razorback basketball will be back. Now, not to say they're guaranteeing national championships, but this whole drought of not making the Sweet 16 since 1996, that's coming to an end, and that's coming to an end quickly. Get on board the Merrick Musselman train, or the Must bus, if you will, because this thing's about to get fun. Hey, folks, at the end of a hard week, it's great just to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football, right? Well, game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives are awesome. Running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them is cool. And there's nothing else like the NFL. And there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than, of course, to bet on them. So do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than anybody in the sports book. And don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And mybookie.ag is the best place in the business It's where I play and you should play too, folks. I wouldn't be telling you this for any other reason other than the fact that I know they're the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet on football this season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to get a little and bet a little and win a lot, try parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. So join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to activate your offer. That's promo code Locked on. Visit mybookie.ag today, where you play, you win, and you get paid. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I want to have some fun here in this final segment, uh, where uh, Mike Leach. We all love Mike Leach, right? Uh, he is a guy who will basically. If you throw a question to him, he'll knock it out of the park. Even if it's a question that has nothing to do with football or his team or the upcoming game, he will always give you his opinion, and I love him for it. Some people he rubs the wrong way, but I love him. I think he's great. And one of the things that he discussed, and when he was asked, is if the Pac-12 mascots got into a fight, into a a gladiator-type battle royale, who would end up being the victor in the very end? And he went through this long old rigmarole about it, about how he thinks that he goes to each mascot and says, well, what could they do? What could they add to it? How quickly would they be bounced out of the competition? And essentially, he, I think he ruled on the Cougar, uh, of course, which is Washington State. You know, maybe that's just a, a little intended. But he ended up saying that the Cougar would be able to fight their way through it and end up winning. And so I started thinking about the SEC and the mascots. If they had a battle royale, if they I had all the mascots went after it, who would come up the victor? And so I went through and I was at least going through all the SEC mascots. And you know, maybe this was a waste of time, which it probably was, but hey, I have fun with it. So I'm gonna have fun with it here on this podcast. So we'll start start with the West. Alabama is the crimson tide. Now I know that their mascot's technically an elephant. So that's a that's a big one. And and that one would be one that could go a long, long way. Ole Miss is the Rebels they're a black bear but you know what I'm disqualifying them because they can't figure out their mask on them, what they want to be so they don't even count Auburn and LSU both Tigers now that's going to be the key because since they're both Tigers how do you decide which one's which or who does what or how which Tiger is going to be better that's going to be interesting now Arkansas of course is the Razorbacks I'll get to them more in depth here in a second But people underestimate the Razorbacks. Mississippi State Bulldogs, give me a break. Bulldogs are cute. Yeah, they can. They're not really ferocious. They're usually pretty lazy. Get them out of there. Same with the Aggies. And a Collie, please, give me a break. You got two little dogs not standing up against anybody else in the SEC. In the East, you got the Gators. Well, yeah, the Gators are pretty vicious. And they can be very vicious. But you could stay out of water. And if as long as you stay out of the water and stay out of the – or getting close to the water, you should be okay for the most part. Georgia Bulldogs, same thing with the Mississippi State Bulldogs and the Aggies. Get out of here! You're, you're not even in this competition. The Wildcats of Kentucky, yeah, but still the Tigers are more ferocious. So the Wildcats, you're you're not in really. I mean, listen, you, I'm not going to try to get in a fight with the Wildcat, but I'm not too concerned with the Wildcat. Missouri Tigers and same thing. Too many Tigers in this conference, but since I hate Missouri, you don't. They don't even count as far as their Tigers. Auburn, LSU would beat them up. South Carolina Gamecocks. I'm not even going to respond to that. Now, the Tennessee Volunteers is interesting because their mascot is, uh, is of course, a guy that has the raccoon hat and the old musket that's running around. So he has a gun. That can be beneficial, but you get the one shot in the musket. So once he shoots somebody, it, how long is it going to take him to reload? Is he going to get attacked when somebody else reloads him? Uh, not going with a Commodore. Yeah, for Vanderbilt, get out of here. That That doesn't even count. So the question becomes, okay, Auburn and LSU Tigers – I think the Florida Gators and the Crimson Tide with the Elephants and the Razorbacks. Between all those, I'd probably have to go – I mean, I'd have to go with the Tiger. And that's nothing against the Razorback. The Razorback's ferocious, man. You don't want to mess with them. But I'd be hard-pressed to think that they could take on a Tiger. No offense. I'd have to go with Auburn and LSU. I know Missouri's a Tiger too, but still. Uh, It's kind of the cop-out answer. But I'd like to see the fights. And between Auburn and LSU and Missouri – LSU Tigers always going to win because you never want to mess with the Cajuns they'll, they'll they'll screw you up and Auburn well, I mean what do you guys got what, what's intimidating about you nothing you're just a little brother to Alabama that's the most intimidating thing I know the elephants are big and powerful but I mean I don't know I don't think they, I don't, they're they not very killer they don't have a killer instinct I don't at least I don't think so they're, they're herbivores right so yeah that. Ain't gonna happen. So there you have it. I know you all were very duly impressed with my ability to get your uh, <laughs> give my opinion on who would win the battle royale of the SEC mascots. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play, and also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then.